0: From Politics in madison you're listening to capital chats
1: hello everybody i'm kate morton a reporter with wispolitics.com here with a capital chats podcast brought to you by spectrum today i'm with my colleague adam kelnoffer to talk about an interview he did with michelle valesquez of planned parenthood she is their legal director and she and adam talked a little bit about the state of abortion in Wisconsin. So, Adam, what subjects did you touch on?
0: Hi. Yeah, Kate. So, Michelle and I got to talk primarily about the future of access to mifepristone in Wisconsin. That's the abortion pill. It's been a lot in the news lately for a federal court case that pretty much seems to ban uh, abortion pill access at the end of this week. Uh, We also talked about how the recent Supreme Court race may affect a lawsuit that's circulating in Wisconsin filed by Attorney General Josh Call. He's seeking to overturn that 1849 abortion ban we have. So let's just hear what she has to say about it. Hello, everybody, and welcome. I am joined today by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin Legal Director uh, Michelle Velasquez to talk about the future of abortion access in Wisconsin. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Um, so, I just want to quick uh, touch on the top line issue here. So, uh, mifepristone. There's been a lot of news about lawsuits uh, lately. Uh, today, uh, Attorney General Josh Call uh, announced that he was joining a 24 state coalition uh, trying to protect access to Um How? W- what? What's this access going to look like in the future for Wisconsin?
1: So, yeah, last week, Friday, I think maybe just back up a little bit and kind of say what what sort of happened or what's happening right now. So last week, Friday, um, a federal judge in the Northern District of Texas issued a ruling essentially saying that the FDA um, improperly uh, approved Mifepristone. Um, The FDA approved Mifepristone nearly 23 years ago. It's a very, very safe and effective medication. Um, used in medication abortion, which accounts for a little more than 50% of all abortions uh, nationally. Um, his injunction, however, was stayed for seven days. So as of today, mifepristone is still um, available nationwide. Um, the His ruling doesn't go into effect until Friday of uh, this week, um, of course, depending on what uh, higher courts might do with any appeals or uh, petitions for stays of that course decision. Um, just a little bit after his decision, a different federal judge in Washington state in the Eastern District of Washington issued um, a, a decision enjoining the FDA from uh, rescinding its approval or from t- making pr- mifepristone otherwise unavailable um, that ruling only applies to the 17 states and the District of Columbia that were a part of that lawsuit. So we have these sort of two competing uh, and conflicting decisions. This is completely unprecedented that a uh, district court judge um, would have the authority to order a federal regulatory agency agency to um, take a drug off market. One that's been obviously studied and all of the the science um, backs up the conclusions that it's safe and effective. Um, this is all sort of coming off the heels of the FDA, even um, sort of rolling back some of its uh, regulations around mifepristone. Um, earlier this year, the FDA said actually pharmacies can carry it, um, so uh, and it can be prescribed by mail. Um, so really, this decision is in total, uh, op- is the total opposite of what uh, the the medical community thinks about Mifepristone. Um, In terms of effect here in Wisconsin, um, there isn't really an immediate impact um, in Wisconsin. And that's because um, abortion has been suspended at Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin and other abortion providers around the state likewise, or in Milwaukee really, um, suspended abortion services last June following the Dobbs decision. Um, and that was really because the status of the 1849 criminal abortion ban in Wisconsin is really unclear. Um, and so given the threat of potential prosecution under that law, providers um, have you know, stopped providing abortion services, both medication and procedural. Um, and so Wisconsinites have been you know forced to leave the state or remain pregnant against their will um, following that decision, so there isn't that immediate impact with uh, abortion services, um, but mifepristone is used in other, in for other reasons, for other uh, indications. It's used in miscarriage management, and so um, there's a potential that Wisconsinites would not have this medication available to them, um, you know, down the road, depending on kind of how these uh, lawsuits play out.
0: Interesting. Um... OK, so it, it sounds like we have a, a bit of a ways to go to figure out exactly what this means for Wisconsin. Um, there is another lawsuit right now uh, involving our attorney general, Josh Call, um, to it, it's basically seeking to make the 1849 abortion ban unenforceable, um, arguing that there are more modern laws that that set precedent um, over that 1849 law. How, do you think this the Supreme Court race where the liberal justice, uh, Supreme Court Justice Janet Protosewitz was elected, is that going to kind of tilt the scales in call's favor here? Or what do you think we're going to see with that lawsuit?
1: Sure. So, you know, no, no judicial candidate can ever say um, how he or she might decide um, any case that would be before them. Um, so there's certainly no indication of um, how uh, Justice-elect Protisiewicz will decide that case. But what um, she did tell Wisconsin voters was that she values people's reproductive freedoms and, and their right to choose. Um, so how she'll come down in this specific case um, on, you know, with those arguments around whether or not those, uh, the 1849 laws should prevail over the newer uh, statutes or not, I think remains to be seen, but her message was clear that, you know, she certainly values um, people's rights to choose. And I think that, you know, um, the widespread support for abortion access in Wisconsin absolutely shaped the dynamics and the outcome of that election as people really, you know, I think have understood the major role that um, not just their elected officials play, but that judges and justices in the state will play when it comes to deciding various types of abortion um, cases that might come before the courts.
0: Yeah, I I think there are a lot of people in the political sphere who would argue that the abortion issue definitely drove turnout um, in that, that Supreme Court race. Um, do you think, so uh, is that is there in the near future in Wisconsin, is there any possibility that abortion could become legal in the future? And and what exactly would it actually take to make it legal?
1: Sure. So, you know, I think the first step towards restoring access to abortion in Wisconsin could very well be Attorney General Josh Call's case. Um, that case is already set in motion. There's an oral argument hearing scheduled for May 4th um, in the Dean County Circuit Court um there the one of the uh, defendants in that case, the district attorney from Sheboygan County did file a motion to dismiss. So I think that's the first decision that the circuit court judge has to make is whether or not to um, grant or deny that motion to dismiss um assuming the case, you know uh survives that motion to dismiss, then the circuit court will hear the case on its on its merits um. And so that case is really just positioned to restore access, um, probably the sooner sooner than any other case would, because it's you know like I said it's already it's already in motion it started um, that case. Argues just as you mentioned that the newer enacted statutes really are the statutes that govern abortion in Wisconsin, and that that 1849 law is not in effect because it's older and it conflicts with those newly in- newer enacted statutes. But that doesn't necessarily preserve a right to an abortion in Wisconsin for the long term. So there's more legal work to be done, I think, in terms of protecting um, abortion access. Um, you know, besides just saying, okay, this this abortion ban isn't in effect, but what Wisconsin really needs is um, a decision on whether or not the, you know, per, perhaps a decision about whether or not there are other, um, other either statutes or the constitution that protect abortion in Wisconsin or legislative action to codify a right to an abortion. Um, those are some of the more proactive things that could that could happen to protect abortion in the long-term.
0: Do you, do you think that um, Wisconsinites would have kind of an appetite for some sort of compromise, say like going back to um, like a, a some number of weeks length uh, abortion ban like Wisconsin had before the 1849 law came into effect? Would that be something that people would actually take up or?
1: You know, I think that people um, really want this to be a medical decision between a patient and their doctor. Um, so I don't know that Wisconsinites would have an appetite for um, a, you know, I guess if you're suggesting like a ban at X number of weeks, like we're seeing in other parts of the country. Um, I don't think that's a compromise Wisconsinites are willing to make um, because all those bans do is put people's lives at risk once they are beyond those gestational age limits. And um frankly, for the most, there there are very few abortions that happen, you know, after a certain period of time or after a certain gestational age. And those that do happen are often because, uh, or more likely than not, because of um, some, you know, terrible medical diagnosis or problem within the pregnancy. And so those decisions really need to be made between a patient and their doctor. So I think Wisconsinites um, understand that these are personal decisions for patients to make um, and that they are best left to medical experts rather than politicians um, trying to decide what the cutoff might be.
0: Sure. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So this whole Roe v. Wade issue was a federal issue for a long time. Is there any chance that it goes back to the U.S. Supreme Court to create some sort of actual federal regulation instead of just giving it back to the states to decide restrictions?
1: I mean, I don't see a path federally right now to um, like a Congress, you know, passing some sweeping federal legislation protecting abortion. And if they did, I definitely think that would make its way back up to the Supreme Court as to whether or not Congress has that authority given um, the Dobbs decision. But I think what will be interesting is these two Mifepristone cases, um, which we talked about earlier and are conflicting Um that the the Texas decision is essentially almost a ban on abortion nationally, right? By taking away um, the approval of an uh, an abortion medication um, that is used nationally, broadly in states that have decided to protect. and and keep access post-ops in their states are now being told that more than half of the abortions in their states can't happen using this particular type of medication. So it's kind of uh, a way that I think the anti-choice movement, the anti-abortion movement um, is working their way towards some sort of, you know, even if it's not in name, a national ban in, in practicalities, it kind of works out that way, given um, the, the huge impact it has on the availability of medication abortion.
0: Mm. All right. Interesting. Okay. Um, is there anything, uh, important on abortion related issues or mifoprestone that we didn't talk about that you think I might've missed?
1: I I don't think so. I think that it's really going to just be an evolving, um, legal situation over the coming days and weeks. Um, And I I just think we'll see something head up to Supreme Court faster than we would what we might normally see a case um, taking its the normal sort of course up to the Supreme Court. I think this will make its way up there much more quickly. Hmm.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me for today's Capital Chats. Uh, It was wonderful to have you on.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Adam, there's a lot of moving parts as far as the access to abortion in Wisconsin. So we'll have to see how that lawsuit ends up shaking out, especially with the new liberal majority on the state Supreme Court.
0: Yeah, Kate. And if our listeners want to stay up to date on how Call's lawsuit or any proposed legislation in the Capitol relating to abortion or any abortion topics at all, they can head over to our website at wispolitics.com. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnoffer.
1: I'm Kate Morton.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Whist Politics Capital Chats brought to you by Spectrum.